are a lot of reasons for Filipinos to celebrate in the month of June, especially for those living in Ontario, Canada, since Filipino Heritage Month has officially been recognized in the province. Well, I'm so happy because after five years, five long road, circuitous road for me, um, it's Finally, it was declared here in Ontario, where I first started. Learn more about the heartfelt fight to see Filipino Heritage Month recognized in Ontario and across Canada, hear from the community members who helped make it happen, and learn why the month of June is so important to Filipinos around the world in this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome. I'm Eden Debeba, and you're listening to Pinoy Nation, NAMI News podcast made for Filipinos by Filipinos. Join us as we share the accomplishments, challenges, and everyday stories of the Pinoy diaspora in Canada and beyond. So let us come together to vote for Bill 217. And this year on June 12th, when the Filipino communities celebrate Philippines Independence Day, they will also celebrate the month of June as Filipino Heritage Month. According to the 2016 Stats Canada Census, there are over 830,000 Filipinos in Canada, making Pinoy's the fourth largest visible minority in the country. For Scarborough Southwest MPP Dolly Begum, bringing forward Bill 217 to name June Filipino Heritage Month in Ontario seemed like it would be an easy task at first. I'm still processing the the win, um, and I think... Uh, I think this, this will take some time. Begum's bill was not the first time the Filipino Heritage Month Act was brought forward in Ontario. It was actually the third. You heard that right. Legislature had already shot down iterations of Bill 217 two times before, making Begum's fight seem that much harder. I remember talking to some of the, the, the Filipino uncles of mine um, who I would say, you know, this is going to happen. Trust me, we, we are going to make sure that this takes place. This time we will win. Um, and, and I've had, you know, some, some of the, my Filipino uncles tell me, I don't know, I've been trying for quite a few years now, um, and I feel a little disheartened. Um, and so, so being able to have those conversations and really motivate them and, uh, and encourage them that, that you know what, it's not, it's not done yet. We have to figure out a way to make sure that we, we push the government to bring it back. Even though there were no Pinoy members of parliament at the time to support her, Begum championed the fight in legislature as a Pakistani-Canadian woman with a deep connection to the Filipino community and quickly found she was not alone in wanting to uplift the accomplishments of Ontario's growing Filipino population. And to ensure that future generations never lose sight of just how important it is for us to reflect upon one's roots. And to reflect upon the Filipino heritage for generations to come. The, the sheer determination of, of many uh, people now uh, who've come here uh, since the, the, the 50s uh, and all the way to, to this year, uh, where we've seen this community grow, persevere, work hard. Helena Corpuz is a hardworking Pinoy community advocate who worked alongside Begum to get Bill 217 passed. Immigrating to Canada from the Philippines in 1993, Corpuz settled in Scarborough with her then 11-month-old child and husband. Over the years, she spent her time working with local grassroots organizations in the area and volunteering her time to causes close to her heart. Fast forward to today, and Corpus has become a staple in her community, a strong Pinoy advocate as president of the Philippine Advancement Through Arts and Culture Group, and one of the driving forces behind getting Filipino Heritage Month recognized in Toronto and Ontario. Well, I'm so happy because after five years, 
five long road, circuitous road for me. Um, it's finally, it was declared here in Ontario where I first started. Putting her community connections and expertise working with nonprofits to good use, Carpuz spent hours going door to door, gathering hundreds of signatures and working with local government officials to have Filipino Heritage Month recognized. Even though she's thankful to have finally gotten the motion passed, she says her biggest hope is that other governing bodies in Canada and around the world will take notice. Part of the motion that was uh, uh, approved at the City of Toronto was that they will help in having uh, at provincial and federal um, to push them to do the Philippine Heritage Month. Everyone who promoted or did the same things in their cities or in their provinces. Mabuhay po tayong lahat. With the federal government and many cities across Canada already recognizing the month of June as Filipino Heritage Month, some might be wondering why it was so important for it to be officially recognized in Ontario as well. To better answer that question, let's first take a step back and learn a bit more about the historical significance of June and more specifically the 12th of June for the global Pinoy community. Every year on June 12th, Filipinos around the world celebrate Philippines Independence Day, or the day the Philippines gained independence from Spain. But as University of British Columbia Associate Professor Lenora Angales explains, the historical holiday wasn't always celebrated on that day. Yes, we originally celebrate uh, Independence Day on July 4th. You know, the Americans are very cunning. When they signed the Treaty of Manila, they made sure that uh, the Philippine Independence Day mirrors the American Independence Day, uh, which was on July 4, uh, 1946. And that was the Independence Day celebrated until the, there was a Republic Act promulgated in 1964, which uh, changed the Independence Day celebration from July 4 to June 12. You see, the... July 4th celebration was really independence from the United States. But what the Philippines uh, had celebrated since 1964 was the Independence Day uh, declaration uh, on June 12, 1898, when um, the first Philippine president, Emilio Aguinaldo, um, declared Philippine independence from the Spanish uh, colonizers. And so that's why we uh, have two Independence Days, one from the Spaniards and another independence from the Americans. Do you find that many Filipinos today celebrate both Independence Days or is there a heavy focus on June 12th? No, I think uh, if you could just imagine, uh, 1964 was the year when it was changed from July 4 to June 12th. And so a lot of those uh, who are familiar with the June 12 are uh, people now would, who would be in their late uh, 50s uh, and younger. And so the celebration of July 4 is probably in the memories of those who are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, but would also be familiar with that shift uh, to the extent that those were also the generations that fought for the June 12 um, uh celebration instead of July 4. Uh, because those who were born in 1964 were very young then to really even understand the issue. So it was really the people who are now in their 60s to, you know, their 90s 
who were from who who were um, more conscious of the symbolic significance of June 12, and and certainly uh, I imagine a very healthy discourse during that time for why there was uh, a change in the celebration dates. With 40% of Filipino Canadians living in Ontario, Harpoos believes having Filipino Heritage Month recognized in the province will bring changes to things municipalities just can't control. Things like education curriculums, hopefully giving younger generations of all races and ethnicities the chance to learn more about Filipino culture in the classroom. There will be more books, more videos that can be shown at school for children. Children are learning what their parents' heritage is, when Filipinos came here, what Filipinos' contributions are. Recognizing those contributions is one thing, but celebrating them is another. Though the holiday is still young here in Canada, the Pinoy community has hosted dozens of film festivals, food potlucks, and virtual concerts to mark the special occasion. Overseas, Angela says that commemorations can range from quiet prayers at historical landmarks all the way to loud and happy fiestas and parades. And you have um, basketball tournaments, um, uh, beauty pageants. Uh, you will have uh, parades, of course, uh, the display. And alongside that, the local officials would piggyback on the fiesta celebration uh, and this time commemorate the National Independence Day. Now, try to imagine that this is happening at smaller scale and then you have the kind of the national imaginary of the grand Philippine celebration of the display of colors and uh, uh, people paying, you know, homage to the, to the nation as well as... Uh, commemorating the sacrifices and, and suffering of uh, the Katipuneros, uh, the anti-Spanish uh, uh, movement, as well as, of course, the other anti-colonial wars against uh, the Americans and against the Japanese. So it, has, it is not just an independence day against Spain, but also a commemoration of all the anti-colonial uh, resistance and wars by uh, Filipinos against colonizers. Thank you for joining us today on Pinoy Nation. You can subscribe to the show and stream the latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Links to everything we discussed in today's episode will be available in the show notes. Don't forget to follow Omni Television on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates on the podcast. Pinoy Nation is an Omni News production and part of the Frequency Podcast Network. Produced by Eden Debeba and Nantika Ravi. Andrew McKay is our executive producer, and I'm your host, Eden Debeba. Until next time, Ang Samuli.